1: CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I am one of your co-hosts, Nick Qualia, here with Marvazan and Mike Molino. And guys, shout out to our friends over at betonline.ag. We're recording this Monday, November 15th, a day after the Patriots beat the piss out of the Cleveland Browns. And we're going to talk about the entire game, not the entire game, but breakdowns, takeaways, you know, the whole thing. And I just want to go back to a couple weeks ago. We talked about the blowout win the Patriots had against the Jets. Blowout win against the Jets. After that, we were like, okay, let's wait and really grade this game until after they play the Chargers. Because the Chargers at the time were one of the best teams in the AFC, so it looked, you know, they've kind of fallen off uh, since then. But they beat the Chargers. And we are like, okay, so now let's wait for them to play the cleveland browns and the cleveland browns were depleted a little bit they they were down one of the best running backs in the league in nick chubb but at the same time i don't really want to give that too much merit too much of a conversation there that they were out with without nick chubb because Darren johnson put on a show again that kid is talented that kid is good put up 150 yards total i believe somewhere around that that ballpark between receiving and rushing that kid is good so i don't really want to I don't want to give that much merit because, you know, Nick Chubb probably would have done about the same thing if he were there. So it was kind of like having Nick Chubb there. So, guys, the Patriots beat the piss out of the Cleveland Browns at Baker Mayfield 45-7. to What are your general thoughts about that game? What are your general thoughts around this team? And what did you see during that game that really makes you think about this team's future for the remainder of the season? Remember, it's a 17-game season this year, so we do have an extra game that we can talk about later on too. So either one of you go, what are your thoughts about this game, players, performances? Go at it.
0: I like how you mentioned the Jets game, Nick. And I remember clearly coming on this show and was saying, look, obviously we didn't want to put too much stock into that win, right? Because it was against the New York Jets. But one thing I mentioned is confidence. This is this that was a game after two losses, two tough losses. You lost against the Cowboys in overtime in the week prior to that. You lost to Tampa Bay. So those are two tough losses that you had. And you go, you beat, as you've been saying so far, the piss out of the Jets. And then all of a sudden, once you beat once you beat the Jets, you the team felt like they came together. You know, after scoring 50 points, they felt like they really came together and started to to figure something out, and now the offensive line got bigger. I got bigger. The Offensive line. Well, it did get big, oh, bigger. Well, they with did, Trent dude. Brown. Trent, Trent mean, Brown, came back. Brown
1: Great so, show, Trent Brown.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they did. Get, they did get bigger, but they got better as well, and they start to hit. They start to hit their stride. One thing um, that we have to give credit to during this game is I think Josh McDaniels played a perfect game. I love everything we, he did. We have not
1: game. said that much
0: this year. We have no. had a
1: lot of problems with this
0: guy. <laughs> you guys know I had a lot of beef with Josh McDaniels. And I think Patriots Nation in itself were questioning Josh McDaniels and, you know, whether they, sh- they should unleash Matt Jones and let him throw the ball and such. I love the game plan going into this week. I love everything that the offense did. Um, Ramadi Stevenson, he showed his flashes that, you know, he could be a stud. With da- with Damian Harris being um out, man, the guy can run, and he can run hard. And another great thing about him, you can throw him the ball. Where it seemed like maybe sometimes Damien Harris can be a little one-sided. Stevenson shows that he can he can catch the ball outside and he can run really hard. So he's he's a great weapon to have. And once Damien Harris gets back, that just adds something Bolden's still, <laughs> he's still around. Um, they used him in some first downs where I was questioning a bit, little bit about. I-
1: I was I was worried that they were going to use Brandon Bolden a lot more than they did like, thank God I thought Brandon Bolden was going to be an Rb1 in this game
0: and thank, yeah like you said thank God that wasn't that that wasn't the case they gave the ball to Stevenson they trusted him and he he played well so definitely Josh McDaniel stands out to me in this game and another thing is you go back and you look at this rookie class you hit Mac Jones. know about Barmore, and now we're talking about stevenson you go when you go back and look at this 2021 draft you say the patriots the patriots did a good job if three out of the top four um picks are hits like this then you know patriots are building something for the future and while still being a contender and i love this development that you're seeing from duggar as well yes he had the interception in this game but overall you see him taking that next step, where McCourty's obviously getting older. Duggar's really taken, has um stepped up with Phillips and in that secondary. So I'm I'm really liking what I'm seeing from the Patriots overall. But these young guys are really become are really impressive.
1: Yeah, no the the draft class this year is shaping up to be one of the best that they've had during the Bill Belichick era so far. Yeah, and, and it's crazy. I, I don't know if you want to say that he's been great drafting running backs during his career, because I mean, he hasn't really been, he really hasn't been great on the offensive side of the ball when it comes to, you know, the, the receivers, the offensive weapons that you could have. I don't want to throw any names under the bus, but you know, you could think about a couple, Uh, but he really hit with Ramondre Stevenson in this guy. This is the guy that we saw in preseason because in preseason, really when everybody started to see this guy break out we're like, okay, maybe you might have something here too. So you have Damian Harris, you have Stevenson. Those are two guys who really are going to be huge for your offense going forward. And then even you can even toss in JJ Taylor into the mix. I like JJ Taylor a lot still. I, I also don't want to say that I had Ramon Stevenson in my fantasy league that I'm still actually in, but you know, I might've picked him up. He might've scored me 27 points. I don't want to say I did, but some, possibility just keep that in the <laughs> back of your mind marv two maybe who knows uh mike you. mike big takeaways that stinks hey i faced dearness johnson a few weeks ago that basically ended my season my big money league so i don't want to hear about that that killed me
2: yeah That's i sure. definitely faced stevenson so i felt his wrath but i mean in terms of takeaways from this game this to me was the most impressive win uh on the season to date um I know that Jets game was something with what they scored 54 points and you know, it didn't matter to me how many points they scored against the Jets. At the end of the day, I think most people are like, it's the freaking Jets. They should beat them. Uh, let's move on and see how they continue pro- to perform. Like Marv said, if anything from that Jets game, you're hoping that this team just got a huge confidence booster offensively and defensively um, and then I we, like you said, uh, Nick, you want to see how they performed against the Chargers because that was at the time a, a team that's looked like they were, you know, really could be one of the teams at the top of the AFC. Um, you wanted to see how the Patriots played against that team and how they did against uh, Justin Herbert and that offense. And the Patriots, for the most part, held their own. And, you know, they held that offense in check defensively. They played well. Um, and coming out of that game, I said, OK, they did a good job against an AFC contending team. Let's see if they can do it again. And that next team coming up on that list was this Cleveland Browns uh, team. And yeah, you know, they're they're a little hobbled in terms of injuries and whatnot. But I knew defensively as well, Cleveland was a pretty solid team, especially with some of the guys they have up front, especially led by Miles Garrett. And then you look at this team, the Patriots played really well offensively and defensively. And You know, I've always said, as we've done these shows over and over again, I have, I didn't, I wasn't lacking faith in terms of what I expected this offense to look like. I thought the offense would be all right as the season progressed. I mean, I thought, you know, that, that wasn't the major issues with the Patriots. I thought it was more defensively with some of the struggles they were having on the defensive side of football. They've shown me a lot these last couple of weeks. They've shown me um, that they can be a reliable defense in terms of putting some pressure on the quarterback, in terms of having a solid secondary, even with the loss of, uh, what's the quarterback that went down with? uh, Jonathan Jonathan Jones. Jonathan Jones. Even with the loss of the Jonathan Jones, um, they've still been pretty steady back there in, in the secondary. And I'm impressed. I'm definitely impressed with what they're seeing. And who would have ever thought that the running game would be somewhat of the biggest storyline with this team. um, Obviously, people had a lot of faith in Damian Harris uh, coming into the season. Ramondre Stevenson showed you a lot in preseason, but it's now looking like, I mean, you think about it, it's still the unfortunate loss of James White, but it's now looked like the Patriots kind of have a, you know, we've thrown this, this term around with the Patriots team sometimes, but a two-headed monster in terms of Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. If you get those two guys back fully healthy, that's, looking pretty scary, and this has been a running game that's been very solid for the Patriots the last several weeks, despite everything that possibly going on with them and their record. The running game is something that's been consistent for them, and you've seen um, Stevenson get really comfortable now in terms of how he, compared to how he started the season, it's been very great to watch. I know red zone is something we've talked about with this Patriots team um, throughout the course of the season, but it seems like they found some kind of formula that works with, with Hunter Henry. Seems when they get back there, it's an automatic. They're finding Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry's getting open, and they're making things happen with him. It's coming, starting to look really automatic in terms of when they get down there and how they how they look for him and, and set him up. So, I mean, I believe this Patriots team has a couple more opportunities um, to really show themselves as being a, a contending team. But right now, in terms of how they played against the Chargers, how they played against – uh the Cleveland Browns, this Patriots team has come a long way and they're, they're looking a lot more solid now as you head later into the season.
1: Yeah, and, and we're talking about this game yesterday and there are so many things that you you know that that you could touch on. Like one thing we're talking about the run game, right? And in, in the pass protection yesterday too. That was one thing that we were worried about we mentioned last week was Miles Garrett versus Isaiah Wynn. Yep, and Isaiah yeah. Witt really had a pretty good day. You know, I thought it was going to be a potential bloodbath on the left side, and it really wasn't. And shout out to Nikhil Harry, too. He's got that highlight from yesterday where he lit Miles Garrett up, blindsided him. It was beautiful, it was perfect. But still sticking with the offensive line, I mean, not to take anything away from Ramondre Stevens, he's a very talented running back. I think he's going to be awesome going forward, but it's no surprised that the run game looked this good with the return of trent brown huge he is a dominating force on the right side of the line he's unreal and he really solidifies that offensive line things are just starting to mold guys and just again you you can keep talking about this offensive performance with the offensive line with the run game uh hunter henry is Mike like you said, he's just becoming a, a legitimate red zone target. He's almost become not indefensible in the in the red zone, right? But he's been incredible for the an incredible red zone target. That's basically his thing. That's that's almost what he does. I think he had four receptions yesterday, two of them were touchdowns. Like he is so touchdown dependent fantasy football wise, but he gets the touchdowns. And also, shout out to Kobe Myers. That was awesome to see. Oh, Finally great. got his first touchdown. The entire team joined him in the end zone, which was awesome like this You can tell this team genuinely likes each other. They're starting to mold really well together. And all this happened. Guys, I still think Jonu Smith is going to become a force in this offense too. So yeah, that's, that's Jonu Smith.
0: I'm know, still very
1: high on Jonu Smith. He, he, he just has to get healthy. And I mean. Limited in practice today.
2: Yeah, he just has to get healthy. And I mean, I, I also agree with you. You know, I believe talent-wise. He's talented now. It's just comes opportunities and staying healthy is what it boils down to. To Johnu Smith,
0: and I mean, he just
2: hasn't been available a little bit here.
0: I'll tell you. I'll tell you who's been getting the ball that should have been getting the ball earlier. My boy Kendrick Bourne. Yep. I've been yep. trying to tell y'all this is the best receiver on the team. Anytime he gets the ball, he makes plays. And the reason why I was praising Josh McDaniels, they found a way to get him going. They use some running plays, you know, some jet sweeps to get him going. And all of a sudden you see, once you throw the ball down the field, Kendrick Bourne's going to go up and go get it. And he's going to make plays for this team. I mean, he only have four receptions. That ties for the most receptions on the team with Jacoby Myers and Hunter Henry. But 98 yards, which separates him from everyone else. The team needs to get Kendrick Bourne involved. And this team, the offense will become more dynamic.
1: We're going to keep talking about Kendrick Bourne and we're going to move on to really talk about the performance that Mac Jones had. Because guys, Mac Jones, that performance yesterday, that I think is it's fair to say that that was the best performance that we've seen out of him. Like, oh, yeah. like, like comfort, comfortability wise, because when he was in the pot, that's all I could notice from yesterday's game was how comfortable he looked. Like he looked like he's been, he looked like a, a seasoned vet. He was making plays and shout out to Dan Arzlowski too. He posted a Hunter Henry, one of the Hunter Henry touchdowns where he broke it down. Where Mac Jones, listen, I, I just I, I don't know if I I'm an idiot, right? I'm no, I'm no quarterback coach, whatever, but Mac Jones looked off a a defender, which got Hunter Henry wide open in the end zone when he threw that, that dart up the middle to him. He was wide open because he looked him off to the left, comes back right, fires a fires a bullet to Hunter Henry. I mean, this kid. Doesn't look like a rookie. And you know, talk a lot about the situation, right? Talk about a lot about the situation. Like maybe he wouldn't have done this in, in different situations. But regardless, he's in this situation, and he is performance. He's performing. He's a rookie. He very, very easily could have come out and just looked like a rookie and sucked. But we're going to continue that conversation in a second, guys. We can talk about our friends over at BetOnline.ag. Guys, we're back, and better than ever, a new web interface for the start of the basketball season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, and the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of the all of this amazing Offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So, Mac Jones, un, I don't want to say unreal performance, but really, really good performance for a rookie quarterback against the Cleveland Browns. Like, this Cleveland Browns defense wasn't anything like they weren't a joke, right? Like, again, you, you play the Jets, you're like, okay, it's the Jets. This is a legit defense that you went up against in the Cleveland Browns. Now, Here's the stat line, 19 for 23, 198 yards, three touchdowns. The kid is showing to be the real deal. And honestly, it took the sports world not by storm, but he's got people talking. Just scrolling through Twitter all day. I've just been seeing Mac Jones stats. Like, here's here's what he did here. Here's what he did here. Here are the numbers here. He is leading all rookies. He's obviously the best rookie quarterback there is uh, this year. Highest graded Patriots versus Cleveland Browns uh, yesterday, minimum 25% snaps. Mac Jones, at 92.5. That's the pro football focus uh, grade. Just reading through all of these stats that have been coming out all day, it just it makes me excited for Mac Jones going forward. Mac Jones, 142.1 passer rating in week 10. Highest among all quarterbacks in the league yesterday. So it's the real deal. <laughs>
2: Here's my thing with Mac Jones. And don't get me wrong, I've been high on Mac Jones ever since he became an option out of Alabama to go in the draft and be a potential pick for the Patriots. And the Patriots ends up.
1: You were yeah. on Mac Jones before the draft.
2: Yes. Um, anybody out of Alabama, I'm huge on. I mean, clearly there's been some hit or misses hit and misses over the years, but Mac Jones is somebody else high, high on. Here's my my question. Is Mac Jones while I do believe he's a good quarterback because we know what he did. He had good, uh, he had good stats at Alabama. Is it him being somewhat as well a product of just being on the Patriots roster? Because let's get it, let's 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 put it, say what it is. The Patriots coaches, Belichick, McDaniel's, they know what greatness looks like from a quarterback. So I'm assuming they know how to, in a sense, lay out what can work, what can't work, what they're looking for exactly. if it wasn't Mac Jones, if it was a Justin Fields, if it was a um, some of these other quarterbacks that I can't think of right now, if they were plugged into the system because all these guys had great collegiate careers, would they be having some of the same success as Mac Jones because you're dealing with the organization that like I said they know already know, What greatness looks like in terms of playing the quarterback position, so they probably can set a guy up who just has some ability, some ability. They can probably set that guy up for success.
0: I mean, it's a it's a fair question. The one thing about Mac Jones that you can't take away, though, especially looking at this game, is how accurate he is.
1: Yes, that's what I was going to bring up. Like, you still have to make the throw. You
0: still have to make the throw. You still have like I think if you plug in a Trevor Lawrence on this team, Patriots are six and four. Like, I still think that Patriots will still be a, a solid team if you added another rookie quarterback in. But Matt Jones' accuracy right now is, at first, you know, the, all the talk was, oh, you know, Mac's going to be the game manager and he's going to manage the games, not going to make mistakes. But dink and dunk. Got,
1: that's, that's all you dink heard. And
0: dunk, right? But we got to start talking about how accurate this dude is. Like, when he's throwing the ball, it's getting there in the right places, tight windows. It doesn't matter. And when they let him throw – He's not a, he's not scared to throw it in a tight window. He'll he'll do it, and the the receivers to their credit have been making the right plays.
1: So Marv, your guy, that throw to Kendrick Bourne,
0: guys, that that was a force. rookie quarterbacks don't make those throws. That was a force. That you have to have a lot of trust.
1: Great throw, in great yourself. catch. They've got a rapport.
0: You gotta have a lot of trust in yourself and in that wide receiver to make to make a play like that. That's like you say, you, you just don't see that happening unless it's a couple of years in the you're in a couple of years in the league and you know you know the receiver very well and you guys just have that rapport. That this is this is only what what week are we in? Week ten?
1: That was week ten. That was this week
0: is, ten. This is week ten, and they they're already making plays like that, which is very scary because they are pro- they are progressing every single week. Um, Mike, obviously. To answer your question, Mac is a product of the system. Um, you know when you have Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels, no matter how great you are, you're you're a product of the system. And you said that they know what greatness looks like in a quarterback. You're not giving them enough credit. They created what greatness looks like in a quarterback <laughs> with True. with Tom Brady. So. They, they believe, and Belichick always has believed, that, hey, you, put, you give me an average quarterback or someone who can throw the ball, I can mold him into greatness. And that's what they're going to try to do with Mac Jones.
2: And, hey, it, from, from early on, at 22 years old, it looks like they're headed in the right direction. They got their guy. They got the heir apparent to the throne. And it, from what we're seeing so far this season, things sh- should be trending in the right direction.
1: Just, uh, here's next-gen stats. Mac Jones completed 16 plus, positive plus, I don't know, 16.2% of his passes over expectation. The highest CPOE for a rookie quarterback in a game this season. Jones was especially accurate throwing downfield, completing six of his seven passes over 10 air yards for 103 yards and a touchdown. One other throw that comes to mind, that Hunter Henry drop in the bucket. One wow. of his four receptions of the day. That was like that was an unreal throw. Those are when you hear that this kid was the most accurate passer in college football history. Those are the kinds of throws that you expect out of him, and he is delivering. That's not Patriots have their an guy. Easy
0: Throw that was not no. an easy throw,
1: and he had to die for it too. But the thing is, like you have to put it where only your receiver can get it, and that was literally the one spot that only. Hunter Henry could have got to that ball without the defender there. Like that, for a rookie quarterback, that takes balls to, to throw that. Same thing with the Kendrick Bourne throw. That takes balls to launch that thing.
2: And he's doing that again. Like I said before, he's doing this at 22 years old. Guy hasn't even hit his prime yet. I'm close. And imagine if they get him even better receivers. Because let's, let's be real. Like they have solid receivers, better than last year, but if the Patriots really wanted to. They can upgrade, still can, upgrade a yeah. wide receiver.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They <laughs> If they got him a legitimate weapon, another legitimate weapon like this, this year, you know, you have the caveat whenever you say, okay, the Patriots, can they make some noise? We're going to talk about that in a second, we're going to wrap up the show with that. You know, the easy argument to say immediately, well, it's a rookie quarterback. How much noise can you really make, right? But after this year, you add another guy, and you expect Mac Jones to take a step, you know, people were people warned us after Tom Brady that like, guys, you're gonna have to get used to it. There's gonna be a good long time that the Patriots are gonna stink. But guess what? I I don't think it's gonna be that long. I'll be honest. I think we had one year where it was tough to watch, but I don't know you about you guys. It. I'm enjoying <laughs> the hell out of this. <laughs> I got it. I got a <laughs> good question time. for
2: you guys. Or, yeah. Did you ask your a question, Nick? I wasn't sure.
1: No, not yet. Odell Beckham just got his first reception.
2: Oh, <laughs> question for you guys. Obviously, like I said, they can upgrade with these wide receivers. Seeing how Mac Jones is performing early on, would you prefer them to upgrade and get an elite deep threat or an
1: elite slot receiver? Mm. I want to say deep because they've got yeah. Jacoby Myers. What's
0: what's an what's an elite slot receiver? What ah, is that?
1: Troy Brown,
2: Troy Brown, uh, Julian Edelman, Edelman, Welker, like somebody you know who's nah. in the slot and can be clutch. You think that's Jacoby Myers already? They're solid there. Yeah, that's gonna, you're,
0: yeah. You're solid at. At the slot position, like when you think of slot receivers, you don't really think elite. I mean, you think Patriots. You you name. You I name think it's because we've seen
2: elite slot receivers in the Patriots. So in, that's a Patriot- the yeah,
0: in a Patriot, yeah, in a Patriots, you don't, yeah. They, I mean, I don't think the Patriots ever really function off of having an elite receiver, other than Randy Moss. Uh, you take you take away the Randy Moss years, you're not looking at really elite wide receivers that made the Patriots successful. I think, and I know we're going to be talking about if the Patriots are contenders or not, and a guy that you guys mentioned, I think John o. Smith's the key. If John o. Smith can be what we we projected him to be on this team, and he can be that dynamic tight end. Oh, man, this offense can get really scary because you already seen what seen what um report that Hunter Henry and Mac has. You add John o. Smith into the mix and you you put him all over the place outside as wide receiver inside, put him in the running back position and start really m- making up different schemes for him. I think this offense can really get going and become something special in the playoff. If John, but I think that you need John o. Smith. You need that two tight end set that you've been envisioning.
1: All right. So let's wrap it up here then. You know, and we're going to talk about this more as we go, but oh, I'm sorry. I cannot watch a football game and have football <laughs> happening at the, and this and why having the show happen at the same time. Uh, going down for the rest of the season, right? We just passed week 10. You've got some big games coming up, but your schedule is also, I don't want to say it's soft because, you know, it's it's not too soft, but you've got some good games left, and then after that, it's kind of a cakewalk, although the Colts getting kind of hot. I'm not just going to give that an easy win. I think they should win, but I'm not going to give it an easy win. Guys, can the Patriots actually make some noise here in the AFC? And mind you, in an AFC, that is tight. Tight.
2: The opportunity is there. Like, they have the opportunity to make things interesting and be a team that, you know, gets into playoffs that a lot of people probably didn't have a lot of faith in or didn't believe can make noise or be a solid football team, at least not th- this year, maybe. Um They have an opportunity to make things very interesting. Who would have thought, you know, they'd be where they are right now? Um It's probably surprising to some people. So they can finish the season out on a high note. There's still a lot of games left, but. If they keep playing, what well, like the we've seen these last couple of weeks, they can definitely make things really interesting in terms of what the playoff picture looks
1: like. Bob, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, we got to remember we're talking off of the base of what their their record was, right? They were what two and four. Yeah, they were two and four, and that's what we're talking off of. But to start the season, all three of us had them as playoff teams, so they are where they're supposed to be. A playoff team. We all had them as a playoff contending team, and that's where they're trending to be. Now, can they make noise meaning being the AFC championship? It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be tough, but they have some good, they got some good tests coming up. The Titans are gonna be a test. Facing the Bills twice is going to be a test. And then we can really gauge where this Patriots team is at. I think the Bills are probably the top three team in the NFL, if not one. Just how they're built right now. And just looking at the landscape of the NFL, anyone can get beat at any time right now. So, Patriots look at, have a I mean, couple. Look at the Bucks. Right,
1: Bucks just lost against the Washington uh, football team.
0: Off, of, off of a bye. Yeah, you know, so like, and it, there's a there's a lot to there's still a lot of unanswered questions. I I can't wait to see how the Patriots um go against the Titans and the Bills back to back. To see, yeah. see where they stand. So that's I mean, we can't overlook the Falcons too. They have to take care of business this Thursday night against them and keep the um keep the momentum going.
1: And it's Thursday night football too. So like, yeah, so that's a good point, right? It's Monday. So we only a couple days till Thursday night football, but it's Thursday night football, and you really don't know what's going to happen on Thursday night football. Like that's that's always a toss up to me. Teams always tend to play a little differently than who they really are on Thursday night football, um, which is why I have such a tough time betting it. I hate betting it, uh, but I do it anyway because I'm a, I'm a maniac. Um, look, the four three games, I'll go three games. But again, I I don't think the Colts are like an easy win per se. I think the Colts are actually catching uh, some traction here, especially with Jonathan Taylor looking like one of the best, if not the best, minus Derrick Henry who's out. Best running back in the NFL, Jonathan oh, yeah. Taylor is unbelievable. Um, but then you've got two games against the Bills. Uh, And you've got the Titans. Now, the Titans, obviously, we've said this a couple times with the Chargers, with the Browns. Now, with the Titans coming up, the Titans are your next big step. If they beat them, you're like, okay, maybe they are legit contenders. Because as it stands right now, the Titans are the best team in the AFC. Now, do I believe that? No, I think the Bills are. And I hate that they looked pretty decent, but the Chiefs, they could be flipping a switch.
0: Yeah, don't sleep. <laughs> don't sleep on the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: The Chiefs are still the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey looked to get some mojo back. Patrick Mahomes kind of looked like Patrick Mahomes uh, in Sunday's game. So don't sleep on the Chiefs. But this AFC is tight. This AFC is going to be exciting to the end of this year. Uh, I'm excited. man. I think the Patriots can make some noise. And, and Marv, like you said, can they go to the AFC Championship game? It'll be really hard. There's, there's some there's some very good, very talented football teams that they're going to have to get through to get there. But, you know, at the same time, watching this team and, and watching them barely lose to the Bucs, barely lose to the Cowboys, and the Cowboys too, who are looking like an elite team in this league, uh, minus last week's uh, stinker. But you look at those two games, and, and, and you think now they would beat the Dolphins. This team, I think, can make some noise. A AFC Championship game? I don't know, but... I I think they can at least compete with any team in the league right now. The defense especially is making me say that.
2: Just got to keep the momentum. You're on a good wave right now. You got to just keep the momentum rolling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and you need this defense to continue to play like this. Matt Judon, again, shout out to him. Matt Judon is just, he's unreal.
0: Yeah, that's the the signing of the year, man.
1: Yeah, so far. Uh, I heard – was it was it Gresham Keith on Weei? mentioned this. Uh, could Bill Belichick win Executive of the Year?
2: That's it. He's definitely not, in the bad, running. not, not a bad not a bad argument.
0: Running, he's in the running. He, I mean, he has a potential Rookie of the Year, a potential Defensive Player of the Year,
1: potential Defensive running. Rookie of the Year too. At least Barmore is going to be in the conversation.
0: Right, and, and a potential Defensive play, Rookie of the Year. Yeah. All, all of his decisions, so.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, he's taking this team from what it was last year to what it is this year. It's – I don't think it'll happen, but you could for sure make the argument.
0: Coach of the, Coach of the year, now we're talking.
1: Yeah, that's another one. He actually could be in the running for that, too. Also in the running.
2: Two. That's two awards he definitely should be in the running for, potentially a finalist for. So,
1: yeah, that's, you're not wrong about that. All right, let's wrap it here. Guys, thank you to our friends over at Online dot a g nick quali marv's on mike mono guys we're going to talk to you next week following the patriots thursday night matchup against the atlanta falcons you know i, I patriots should win that game but you, again you never know it's thursday night football nick uh, Qualley, falcons, falcons are cursed The falcons are a bad football team <laughs> <laughs> they're just not very good nick quali marv's on mike mono guys we're going to talk to you next week thank you for watching and thank you for listening